and welcome back Ooh, to the Two Did Podcast. Um, this is episode fourteen. Yes, fourteen episodes in. We're there. Thank you for joining us. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, share it with a friend. We'd love to reach as many jazz fans as we can. We're also on Instagram at Tuned In Jazz. We constantly post questions, and we're gonna try to start posting clips. So. Oh yes. It's the place to be if you're a jazz fan. Oh yes. We're in for a great episode this week. We have a couple of great games to go over. Um later in the episode we're gonna give our uh jazz trades and we're gonna say deal or no deal. Yes. So be, be prepared awesome. for that. And then we're also gonna get into some NBA news and some local sports with our BYU Cougars. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um but I guess we're getting right into it. Let's get into um, our predictions from last yeah. week. I thought I was gaining on you. I was like two and one. <laughs> yeah, Andrew went three and zero oh this week. Did though. you? Did you get all the? I think you predicted the Pacers as a loss, right? I did. Yeah, so I was uh, two and one. So yeah, you went two and one. I went three and zero. Oh. The yeah. Jazz went th- two and one. Um, and so, I let's start with the Lakers game last Saturday. Um, it was at home. Oh. In the podcast, we were talking about how LeBron was listed as questionable. Uh-huh. And we, th- I don't know about you, but I kind of thought that was just whatever. Yeah. But he actually didn't end up playing. No, he didn't. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people uh, <clears throat> talking about how he always ducks the jazz in Utah. <laughs> so LeBron is definitely scared to play in front of us jazz. I don't fans. think he has a very good record in the Delta Center. Maybe no. that's something we'll have to research for next episode. But Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember pre- uh, I don't know if you remember the Sundiata Gaines. Oh, uh, yeah. The buzzer beater? Buzzer beater. I think he was like, there was like a crazy losing streak in Salt Lake for him at that point. I'm sure he's broken it since, but because that was like 2010. Right. But Yeah, LeBron does not have a good record. He, no, he's he ducking us this time. Um, yeah. But a great, great outing for the Jazz. They yeah. D'Angelo Russell was going off in this game. He was. He's balling. I don't know where that came from. He looked like the best player on the court at times. Um, but... Um, it was a great game overall for the Jazz. Um, anything stand out to you? Uh, yeah, I think um, Keontae and, and Jordan Clarkson, we've talked about them going to the bench, but I actually think that they're a really great combo off the bench. Um, not not like a super pretty win, but we got it done. Like I like to see these wins from our team. kind of shows that we can do things in tough situations. and. Yeah, just um, we only had ten ten turnovers to their twelve. Kind of nice. We won the turnover battle this game. Yeah, um, and I really liked like what you said. Just an, this is kind of the theme of the Jazz right now. It's a team mm-hmm. wins. Yeah, and Keontae and Jordan Clarkson they had a lot of minutes off the bench. Yeah, they did. JC had thirty one minutes off the bench. He led the team and almost led the team in minutes. Just to Lowry, um, but yeah, just an overall good team win. Yeah. I've also still been impressed with Colin Sexton throughout this stretch. Yeah, he's been balling. 27 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds this time, 10 free throws. He's getting aggressive and going to the line. Yeah, what more could you ask? Just a good team win. That's what you love to see. Coach Hardy's really putting it together. Impressed yeah. with how he- I feel yes. bad if there was any LeBron fans that didn't get to see him play last minute, but yeah. it is what it is, right? If you're a LeBron fan, you're used to that, I'm sure. So. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I guess great win there, and then Monday versus the Pacers, we also got a win. Yes, we did. I was actually at that game. I went with some friends, kind of last minute. Uh, really good win. It was good to be in the stadium. Um, also another great team win. Sexton and Markinen, though, those guys both had 30 points. They were just absolutely Insane. balling. Walker Kessler had five blocks. I thought this would be more of a shootout than it was. I guess we did score 132, but... It's hard, no, it was harder for them to score without Tyrese, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he really moves the ball around for them. And uh, I just put in my notes, Lob City Jazz, because <laughs> we've been <laughs> hitting them lobs lately. I've been really impressed with that. Yeah, but, Lowry's been getting quite a few, at least one a game. Yeah, he has. Not a few. Collins had one, and I think Walker had one. Yeah, I Great was win. impressed this game with the defense, just because the Pacers, like by statistics and numbers, are technically the... Uh, like best offense of all time. Yeah, just by pure numbers. Um, of course, like the pace of the NBA is get, keeps getting higher. Yeah, but despite that fact, they are like one of the best offenses ever, and we only held them to 105 points. Yeah, really bad for them on average. <laughs> um, yes, I was kind of scared a little bit at the beginning of the game when Buddy Hield started hitting a couple threes, and we were uh, leaving him open. Sure. I didn't want another Keegan Murray type of night from Buddy Hield. But we actually started um, contesting him quite a bit and um, playing some really good defense, especially in the second half. Yeah, Pacers are a really good offensive team. It'll be, we'll talk about the trade here in, in a little while, but it'll right. be interesting to see how that affects their offense moving forward. Yeah, I think maybe uh, us beating up on the Raptors that, that <laughs> night in, in Salt Lake kind of yeah, <laughs> help them see. All right, we need to make. Some we did this here. trade for both the teams. I think. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think we we made it happen for both the teams after we beat them. And then on Wednesday, uh, we had a game scheduled against the Golden State Warriors. Yes, Warriors actually came into town. Uh, most of you are probably already aware, but um, the Golden State Warriors coach. I apologize with the pronunciation, but Dijon Malojevic Malojevic. Um, they were at a team dinner, and he had a heart attack, ended up passing away, I believe, Wednesday morning. Um, so the jazz game was postponed, and of course, our thoughts and prayers go to his family. He left behind two kids, I hear, and the Warriors as well. That's a tough loss, as much as I hate the Warriors. That's, you, you hate to hear that. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that they postponed the game, just... I think it was the right thing to do. Our condolences, our our love to the Warriors and their players and their Yeah. Um moving on on Thursday we did have our game against the Thunder. Um what were your thoughts uh in our loss thirty four to the Thunder? Yeah, so I actually went to this game in the arena. I was probably the highest seats you could get, right? But nice. we could see the game just fine. It was a great yeah. Great environment and great game to be at. Um, I think the Jazz could have won this game. I think so, too. I think we had a pretty good um, second half, um, and we just we, they dominated us in the first quarter, and we just could never never come back from it. Yeah. And so I, I liked how we played against them, but, I, but we, just, we just missed a couple more shots than they did. That's really what yeah. it came down to. Um, like, if you look at the numbers... Um, at least, like, the turnovers weren't that much different from team to team. Um, 
we both made quite a few threes in this game too that we made 14 and they made 13 right and so really what it came down to is they just made a couple more shots like just barely more than we did yeah so i don't know i think i don't really subscribe to moral victories all the time but maybe this is a moral victory at least seeing um, the win streak is down but we played a pretty good game against one of the best teams in the league right now that was actually my thought exactly i am not a fan of moral victories but uh, if there, if I was going to take one from this season so far, it would be this game. Um, I kind of got to the game a little late. I mean, like watching it a little late. I had a meeting, but I Did checked, you missed the worst part. <laughs> yeah, I, I checked in the first quarter and I, I saw we were down like almost twenty, and I was like, dang, like. And uh, but then I tuned in at like around maybe halftime, and we were within reach. And I watched the second half, and I was really impressed with how. You know, I think we almost tied the game at one point, and yeah, we we took the lead. Yeah, at one we point. Were, I think it was either tied or we were up by one, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and in the fourth, we were just a couple shots away from. We had some really good looks at the end that just didn't fall. I thought John Collins had a really good game, twenty-one points, but the Thunder are just a really solid team. They have, they've got some dudes on their team that can fall. Mm-hmm. So. uh you yeah. know, Colin Sexton was the one keeping us in the game. He was. He. I don't know if you saw the very last play of the game. He had a poster on Chet oh, Holmgren. Oh, great dunk. That's up there for dunk of the year. Yeah, so especially far, over Chet. Yeah. It's got to be because of the poster and it being yeah. Chet Holmgren. Um, there, there were these Thunder fans sitting in front of us at the game that were... Ch- they were like younger fans, but they were cheering every free throw, every stop, and everything uh, the Thunder did. But when that dunk happened, they were silent. The silent <laughs> there was, was there was nothing to cheer for there. But that was <laughs> that was probably the most exciting play of the game, in my opinion. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, we easily could have won this game. We just need to make a couple more shots, and we hoped that they maybe could have missed a couple more. But it was a great game yeah. to watch. Pretty exciting at the end. I mean, another win you can take from the game is just. I mean, you look at our last, the three games this week, 132, 132, and 129, our offense is just clicking. On fire, yeah. So if we could get our defense figured out a little bit more. Thunder are a hard team to stop. They are. They hard are. team to stop. They they had a couple plays towards the end of the game where Shea would just get an isolation. Oh, Everybody yeah. Everybody would stand on the three-point line. So He'd do his that. thing. I think he scored every time when they did that. Yeah. They only they should have done it more, in my opinion. Yeah. Fire the coach, but the yeah. I think if Joel Embiid weren't playing so well, I think Shea would be my favorite to win MVP right now. He's he's balling out. Yeah. So we'll see. Cool I think the betting odds have him as like the third, the, the third. third highest odds, but yeah. still have a lot of basketball to play. Uh, that being said, who was your player of the week this week? Great question. So I, I think I have to give it to Colin Sexton. Yeah. I don't know who you picked, but the dunk plus 30-point game against the Thunder and just overall, he and he had that 27-point game against the Lakers too. Yeah. Um, he's just had a really good week. Um, he's kind of kept us – he kept us in the Thunder game and he's been playing really out of his mind. I keep saying that phrase, but it's true. <laughs> um, he has been playing that way. Yeah. I also picked Colin Sexton. He's two for two. He's he's yeah. on it this week. He's been playing really well. Um, I saw that Muse told me that he's been averaging twenty six points a game in the last five games, and I saw another stat 
over this like 15 game stretch where we've just been playing really hot he's I think he's averaging like 24 25 a game he's um, never done this before on the jazz no but I can remember um if it wasn't so late in the season well late for all-star terms he might be in the all-star conversation. conversation but uh with this slow start to the season I don't know if get there but he's he's just playing props yeah. to him he's at, he's playing athletic he's playing high energy on defense too yeah. which contagious to the other players yeah so i mean how can you argue with 31 30 and 27 for the two games <laughs> yeah. so Unreal. giving it to him this week and not on he's not turning the ball over like he was at the beginning of the season Mm-mm. um and he's like shooting efficiently it's not like he's taking 20 shots a game and he's not even always playing a lot of minutes either. No, yeah. Stepped it up. All right, well, getting into these upcoming games this week, we have three yet again. One of them's tonight um, in Houston versus the Houston Rockets. What, who do you have for this? Yeah, I've got a win for the Jazz, but the Rockets are actually playing really well. But I think I think it'll be... First road game in a little while. This is the start of a really long road trip. It is, yeah. Really long. We've been really streaky the last couple of, like, we had a long home stretch and a little road thing before that. But, yeah, I think I think Jazz could get a win, um, especially if we play offensively like we've been playing. I don't think we're going to have as big of a problem defensively. So I, I have a win as well. Nice. The Rockets' defense has been pretty good throughout the season yeah it has um so as long as we can make make it through their defense i i trust our defense on their offense yeah and so um i know this game is away so that kind of um could be difficult we have been a bad away team in the past yeah, we have. Um, but we have passed the rockets in the standings have so, we nice that's nice yeah, i think we're in the ninth spot right now and we're only like one or two games behind the suns for the eighth spot yeah so this would really help so this would be a really important game for the standings too. It would, yeah. Uh, and then on Tuesday we got a little couple game break before we head to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. Got for that. Um, well, we've gone two and one against them. We've won our two home games against Pelicans. We lost our last away game. Yeah. Uh, I got a loss for this last one. They've been playing mm-hmm. really well recently. Yeah. At least to my knowledge, I think they're pretty healthy. So I got a loss. Yeah, I have a loss as well. I think uh, it might be a different story in a month, but the Pelicans are are getting healthy and they are playing well. I I don't think it's going to be a blowout or like a decisive one. I think it'll be a close game, but I got to. I know last game we played them. It was really close. Yeah, even though we were away, and. It is just hard to stop their like top two, and so yeah, I think we've become a better defensive team since playing them last time. Yeah. And so if we keep seeing this Jazz team, I don't see a reason why we can't win. Yeah, but um, I just I don't think we've been tested on the road as much yet on this no. win streak. So this this w- these three games will be some good tests to see. Um, is this play gonna like translate to the road? Yeah, I agree. I think. They um, it depends on how much effort it takes to stop Zion and Brandon Ingram, because the Pelicans have a lot of guards on their bench who can, 
pop off on a random night. Like, of course, mm. CJ McCollum is. CJ McCollum is, but. He's always underrated. Yeah. He's going to get 20 somehow. Yeah, but then you got guys like Jose Alvarado who just balls out on a random night. He's a good defender in general. Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, Jordan Hawkins. Right. Matt Ryan. I don't yeah. know if you heard of him, but he's been hitting threes. I don't know if he plays he a lot is. of minutes anymore, but they they have a really deep team. Yeah, so it'll be a good game. Excited to watch the Jazz compete. Well, we've, we've got a, our last game Thursday versus the Wizards in yes. Washington. Or outside Washington, not exactly, yes. wherever their arena is. Um, but who do you have for Game Against Wizards? Oh, okay, this is a this is a going with my gut thing, and I think it's going to be a loss. What? I don't know how to explain it. The Wizards are a terrible team. Have we played the Wizards yet this season? I don't know if we I have. I don't think we have. This be our first game. Yeah. So... Mm, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't, it's just a gut feeling. I think. I think this one could be a rough one. Third game on the road, going from New Orleans to Washington's kind of a tough trip. So yeah, I'm just gonna go with the loss in this one. Well, I gotta win. Fair enough. Uh, I just think the Wizards have nothing to play for at this point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so I think we'd be helping them out by giving them a loss in some <laughs> ways. True. Plus, um. I, I just don't see the Wizards matching up well against us with the way they've been playing. I think the Pistons' record of being, what are they, like 3-40-something, and 40 something, it kind of overshadows how bad the Wizards are doing, too. I think they only have, like, five or six wins. Yeah, did you see the uh, Kyle Kuzma tweet everybody's freaking out about? No, I haven't. He, like, he tweeted about the Pistons when they were on their losing streak, and he said... He said, it's like, don't be that team or something is what he tweeted. And everybody was like, we were responding to him and they were like, bro, you've only got six wins. <laughs> like, like, chill out. Yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not great either. They're, they're a terrible yeah, team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're right there with the Pistons. So yeah. I, I got to win. That yeah. Reason. And they don't have any. They've, they've got some dudes that could ball, so it doesn't make sense. Why, but Hey, don't uh, be careful. They got Marvin Bagley on the team now. That's true, yeah. He's going to ball out, of course. <laughs> He's going to ask for post touches <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So hopefully the Jazz have a good week, though. Even though we, we predict losses, we hope for every game the Jazz win. Yeah, let's keep, let's keep the hottest team going. Yes, we need it. I have a quote for you that I think you'll find really interesting. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So I was listening to Hans and Scotty the other day. I listened to them a lot, their podcast. Shout out to them. And they were talking to David Locke, who also has podcast Locked in Jazz. Locked the on goat jazz. of Utah Jazz yes, podcast, absolutely. David Locke. Super close to the jazz, close to the organization. Um, and David Locke was asked about our recent success. And uh, Hans Olsen asked him if our recent success affects what we might do at the deadline, which is a really good question. So this is what David Locke said, and I apologize. He's kind of all over the place sometimes, so... I tried to capture mm-hmm. <laughs> everything he said, but he said, I think none at all. I actually hope that's the answer. I know me and you and all the fans are looking at April 15th of 2024, thinking we're going to be in the play or playoffs, and th- that's where we are night to night. But the best thing f- for our fans is if the front office is worried about April 15th of 2028 or 2029. That's actually what matters I think Ryan, Danny, and Justin have been clear about that this whole time. The goal is to build a championship team. Shoot. 
that last part was uh, there's kind of some chills there yeah but i don't know I, that's really interesting i i think i would consider myself like the average fan right yeah. now i think as like the average fan you don't want to see any trades right you kind of become yeah. attached to players you see winning yeah kind of something that you you like maybe have like let's make the playoffs this year and let's just stay that way but i think that kind of opens my mind (laughs) a little bit to i would you rather be good every single year like the jazz have been and just be in that like five to ten seed every year or would you rather try and build a championship championship team in the future yeah um but that being said, I don't know how we're going to get to a championship team except it be through trades or through the draft. Yeah, and so either we have to, like, we've hit a lot of trade, we've hit a lot of draft picks with Donovan and Rudy, and hopefully Keontae George, we'll see. Yeah. So we've been hitting our draft picks in the past, but it hasn't gotten us to a championship team. No. And so I think what we're hoping for is a splash with the trades yeah, to I get agree. us there. And so. I don't know exactly how Danny Ainge is going to be able to pull that off. Yeah. With given the assets we have and um, just the stars and players available. Yeah. But um, you can hope. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. That's like years ahead of uh, games and seeing where (laughs) the team ends up. And you just, you can't really predict. It's so hard to see what's going to happen. I think that. uh... When I heard this, when I was like 20, 20, 20, 28, 2029, I was like, my heart sunk. I was like, that's so long. That is so long. That's so long. But I think he's kind of right in a way, to your point. Like, we've talked about should we tank or should we compete? And I, I almost like when I heard this, I was thinking about like, maybe it's not even about that. Of course, at this point in the season, we probably have too many wins to be a team that could tank. And we, we don't even have our draft pick this year, yeah. right? So it's yeah. in the air, all up in the air. But I do think that, interestingly, this win streak and how some of our players are playing has upped their value. Guys like oh, Kelly Olenek, Jordan Clarkson, higher value than we're ever going to get from them. And, are, and then you start asking yourself the question, are these guys part of that championship team in 2028? And the answer is probably no. And so, like, as, true. as much as you hate to say it, it's like, oh, it's just so hard. It's been so fun to watch this Jazz team the last couple of weeks, but it makes me wonder. I could totally see the Jazz selling high at the at the deadline, but mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I guess it's just, we'll see what and happens. I mean, those guys are in their 30s now. Yeah. It's Clarkson and Olenek, at least I'm thinking. Yeah. And so it's hard to, like, say, yeah, would they be here in four years or three yeah. years? So that being said... Um, let's transition into um, deal or no deal section Ooh, of this podcast. So if I understand right, you have you have a few trades, some of them kind of fantasy trades and some yeah. like kind of realistic. Um, I also I have two trades. Well, so we'll kind of maybe just go back and forth and say a deal or no deal for yeah. the Jazz or for the other team. Okay. So yeah, I, I'll go first. I, I recognize some of these trades are kind of... Uh, out there and maybe juries i don't know if the other team would would accept of course but let me first ask what teams do you have for your trades to see if maybe we have any of the same teams so i've got one with the atlanta hawks okay one with sacramento 
I actually have two different trades involving the Warriors, involving the Lakers and Heat. Great. Okay, I have none of those teams. Okay, interesting. I've got okay. one with the Knicks and one with the Magic. Oh, okay. Covering some ground. Okay, I like it. I'll, I'll give you mine, and let's hear if you'd accept or not my first one. Okay. So my first trade, the Jazz are giving up Kelly Olenek and Talon Horton Tucker, which, let me just add, I think you're going to have to pair Talon Horton Tucker with somebody to get rid of him at this point. Maybe not. I don't know. And the Jazz get back. DeJounte Murray and Wesley Matthews. Deal or no deal? For the Jazz? Yes. I'm saying deal. Deal? For the Jazz. But I think I would say no deal for, for the, the Hawks. Hawks. I, I just think they might be able to get something to be of a better fit than Kelly. Because I, I don't Maybe. know how much THT would even play on their team either. He'd definitely yeah. be a bench. Kelly Olenek's got some high value right now. Kelly Olenek has really high value. But yeah, Talon Horton Tucker. I know they're trying to trade Clint Capella anyways. Yeah. So I think they'd they'd probably value Olenek. Depends on how bad they want to get off DeJounte Murray, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I I just think maybe they have a better offer for DeJounte because everyone's putting in their trades for him right now. So what about you? What would you say? I would say, yeah. I could see the Hawks doing it. I it's hard to know how teams value because Talon Horton Tucker good could have value for them depending on. Mm-hmm. He's he can score for sure. Yeah, he he might fit um, Quinn Snyder's system. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. That's probably fifty fifty one, but yeah, but yeah. What trades you got? Okay, what? well, I'll let, let me do my Magic trade because okay. it's pretty similar. So it's a two player swap from each team, okay. us and the Magic. And it's actually Kelly Olenek and THT being traded. Okay. Nice. Um, but in return, we're getting back Wendell Carter. Okay. And Joe Ingles. Yes, I was looking for that piece. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know if that would actually happen, but I had to throw him in there because the salaries actually match up perfect between him and THT. Interesting. So. I would definitely do that trade. I for, like Wendell Carter yeah, a lot. Deal or no deal for the Jazz? I'm saying deal for the Jazz. Uh, why, why are you saying that? I like Wendell Carter a lot. I think I think any tr- trade the Jazz make either needs to involve picks or young players, so I like Wendell Carter a lot for that. And, of course, we love Joe Ingles. He's got to come back eventually. Honestly, gonna he's got to retire a Jazz man, I think. Yeah. Um, if I'm the Magic, though, I don't know. I think Joe Ingles plays a really big role on that team, not necessarily on the floor, but just in their locker room. Right, and I mean Kelly Olynyk can do that too. That's true, he can. I think, I think maybe if I'm being real with this trade, of course, as a Jazz fan, I would accept. Yeah. But I think if I'm the Magic, I might want a first round pick. Yeah. But I think if That's we true. did throw in a first round pick, um, I think Magic would probably be willing to accept. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good one. I like to have that. One. Um, my next one. Got the Jazz making a trade with the Sacramento Kings. And I got us giving up Jordan Clarkson. And getting back is Kevin Herter and Davion Mitchell. And I think the Jazz would probably have to throw in first. Maybe one of those. I would say one of those Minnesota firsts, probably. Deal or no deal on that one. Dang it. With a first. And the Kings are giving up. Davion and Kevin Herter. It's it's a toss up. I think as a Jazz fan, I would 
I would probably accept. I really like Kevin Herter. I think he would fit really, really well in, into the Jazz. Yeah. But um, coming from the Kings side of things, ah, <laughs> it's, it's a toss-up. I think it. I think I would probably accept if I didn't have any other better offers. I've heard that they're active. I know they were going after Pascal Siakam, is what is the rumor I heard. So it makes me we wonder. Missed out on him, yeah. It makes me wonder if they're nervous about what they've got right now. Um, I'm thinking J- JC would fit like a glove into their team oh, yeah. too. He would be. He'd be really good. The only thing is Malik Monk's really solidified his bench role there. That's true. And so JC would probably have to start, and I don't know if he could start with Fox. Did, yeah, that would be a weird fit. Or maybe Malik Monk would start, which yeah. I think he could do. But uh, Jordan Clarkson and Harrison Barnes on the floor at the same time would be – that would actually be really nice. Yeah, so no, I, I think that would that would be helpful for both teams. But I, I just – it's a toss-up for the Kings. I'd probably accept for the Jazz for Herter. Love it. Okay, well, I got one more, and then it sounds like you have a couple more as well. So this one's with the Knicks, and the Jazz will be giving up Bryce Sensabaugh and a second-round pick in 2029. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I was trying to give up a sooner second-round pick. Yeah. The next one that we have is 2029. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Okay. We don't have any second-round picks till, till then. Uh, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be getting back in return Quentin Grimes. Ooh, I like that. Quentin Grimes is a good shooter. So, deal or no deal? Mm. I wonder, I, if I'm the Jazz, I'm 100% accepting that trade. I wonder what Bryce Sensabaugh's value around the league is, though. I've heard, I haven't heard anything. Maybe even this could be like a three-team trade. Yeah, where like maybe a team like the Blazers take in. on Bryce Sensabaugh. Yeah, and they could give up Malcolm Brogdon in this too, and then maybe some yeah. picks get get sorted out. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like I could see that being a good fit. The the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks probably aren't trying to get younger, so I don't know if they would no. accept. But they they're really just trying to get rid of Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Right now. So if you've got something back that's valuable, like Bryson's buy, I think that could be good for them. I could say, yeah, a young piece. He kind of fits them a little better probably than us. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably accept that. I'd say deal. Yeah, I would say deal for both sides too. Yeah. I think maybe as a Knicks fan, um, I might just say like, why? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe we could get something else. But I think Bryson's buy would fit pretty good there. Um, maybe, like we said, this could be a three-team trade, too. Yeah. Okay, I have a couple. So I was kind of focusing on teams that I thought were going to try to buy at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So hence, I have a couple of Warriors <laughs> trades. Um, I've heard, uh, well, let me just tell you. So the Jazz would give up Kelly Olenek, Talon Horton Tucker, and okay. Simone Fontecchio. No! To the Warriors, which I think all three of those players actually fit the Warriors really well. And we would get back Andrew Wiggins and Moses Moody, which um, I've heard that they're kind of done with Andrew Wiggins. Sam Amick, I believe, was saying. So what do you think? Deal or no deal on that one? I'm saying no deal. No deal? No deal. Okay. For the Jazz. Warriors deal. But I just, Andrew Wiggins is like 12 points a game. Yeah. He's awful right now. I don't think I just there's no guarantee that he'll be the same Andrew Wiggins and I don't want to I don't want to deal with it 
That's true. Um, if you gave me like two first round picks, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if the Warriors picks actually down the road the Warriors picks might be really good. They might be, yeah. They're falling apart. <laughs> so give me two first round picks and I'll accept, but otherwise, um, we're gonna hold on to what we have. Fair enough. I think yeah, Wiggins does have a four year deal, which is kind of the bad part. He's not that far mm-hmm. removed from being an all star though. And I I think I I think the bigger piece in that trade would be Moses Moody. You wanna get younger. And we can't I don't think we're gonna tra- we're not gonna pay Kelly Olenek or Fontecchio. So that would be kind of the draw for me. But yeah, I could see I could see how the Warrior or the Jazz might not like those pieces. Yeah. I just I think Andrew Wiggins is almost out of the league at this point. Yeah. Unless I we've had resurgences when they come to the Jazz before, but with him I just don't know if it'll happen. Yeah. Okay, these last two are a little bit more crazy, so I'll just I'll just preface more a little that. bit fantasy. Okay, I was just having some fun with the ESPN trade machine, of course, but it the salaries do work out. Hey, it could happen. Yes. Yeah, so this <laughs> one includes the Jazz, the Warriors, and the Lakers three team trade. Shoot. Okay. So this is what the Jazz get back. They get Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent, Gary Payton second, and Jonathan Kaminga. We get uh, the Warriors get Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olynyk, and Torian Prince from the Lakers, and the Lakers get Draymond Green and Talon Horton Tucker. Interesting. Who says no there? Uh, Lakers say no. I think. You think? You don't think Draymond Green's a big enough piece for them? LeBron likes Draymond. What is Draymond at this point? That's true. LeBron likes <laughs> LeBron likes Draymond a lot though. So it depends on how much pull LeBron has. I think. Right, but so, they only give up Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent, and Torian Prince. That's a pretty yeah. I mean, they already piece. can't shoot, and so if you add Draymond, that's I true. feel like that would hurt them. To be honest, that's true. Um, so I I just don't think they'd win with Draymond. Yeah, but the Lakers have not made good trades. Here, so it's true. I, they're they're kind of hit or miss. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, hey, that was fun. So that's kind of a crazy one. One more I've got, okay. just real quick, is Jazz, Suns, and Heat. Jazz get Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and Yuta Watanabe. Oh, Yuta the shooter. The Suns get Jordan Clarkson, Duncan Robinson, and Kelly Olenek. And the Heat get Bradley Beal, Helen Horton Tucker, and Jason Preston. Salary to match up, of course. Interesting. <laughs> Actually, this trade is like... Not that far off, in my opinion. I just don't think the Suns are going to trade Bradley Beal. No, I don't think so either. But honestly, like, that's a pretty good return if you yeah. were going to trade him. So, yeah. Anyways, the trades are just kind of fun. It'll be interesting to see what the Jazz does. Danny Ainge is much better at this I, than I'm we pretty are, confident so. <laughs> we are going to make a move, too. I think so, too. I saw the reason why I did the Quentin Grimes one is because it was reported the Jazz were one of four teams oh, yeah. interested in him. So mm-hmm. I think just... I've seen a couple rumors, of course, the rumor that no one's safe <laughs> yeah. on the team. I think that we will see a trade happen. I just don't know who it's going to be. I can see it, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where the Jazz feel like they need the most help. I yeah. could see if you trade Olenek, you really need some help with your bigs, but if you don't, then guards is probably, I don't know, it's weird. They do. Yeah, plus we don't know if John Collins is going to stay on the team either. And he's yeah. now our starting center he for, be a piece. for the time being, so we don't know. Amazing 
Well, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll see what happens. Um, but let's get into some NBA news. Um, we just want to talk about two recent trades that yes. have been happening and kind of big trades. Um, who what we're gonna grade them based on each team with what grades they receive. We're kind of like the the teachers or the the anal- analysts for this. So let's start with let's start with the OG on an OB trade actually, because okay. um, that was the first one to go down. Let's review. Um, who was part of this trade? So the Knicks received OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn. And the Raptors got back RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, 24 second round pick. What grades would you give and the Raptors for this trade? Um, let's start with the Raptors. Okay. I gave the Raptors a B. Oh, okay. Um, the reason why is because... They probably, this is a theme I'll have for their next trade too. They probably could have gotten a lot more back for OG Yeah. last year during the last trade deadline. I know I that the Grizzlies were ready to give three first round picks for yeah. him, maybe even four. And they, they got some good quality players. So I'm, I'm happy that they did make the trade, but I, I just can't give them an A because I know they probably could have got more if they traded him last year. I I'd agree with you. I I gave him probably a B plus. I like Emmanuel quickly a lot, a lot more than I like RJ Barrett actually. Uh, I also don't know really what the Raptors are trying to do here. Like I don't weird with both these trades. Are they trying to like trying to build like do a small little rebuild, or do they actually think they're loading up because they're necessarily like competitive? Yeah, yeah I think so they're just trying to get younger. Maybe yeah. OG's like been good for their team for a number yeah. of years um i think it's just the time to move on and i I actually really like the pieces they got back rj's back in his hometown piece, yeah. quickly is like i heard a lot of people say that they love the fit with quickly and scotty barnes together yeah he's really nice on the court so i i think in the end it's going to be a good trade for them but i think they could have just got more back yeah absolutely what about the knicks i gave the knicks an a Great trade for the Knicks, in my opinion. They, they OG fits really well into their he's team. Nice he's a great shooter, good defense, and he'll he'll be perfect alongside Randall and Jalen Brunson. He's already led to a lot of wins for them. So, I think that was the Knicks' biggest thing. They needed some defense. That's his thing. Um, OG can fit scorer. on any team. Yeah. He's, I like Precious Achua, too. I think that's an underrated piece of this trade. I don't think it's like a huge piece for the Knicks, but it does add a little bit more depth on their bench. Mm -hmm. Trade. Uh, The Raptors made another trade. The Pacers. uh, Probably even bigger. (laughs) The Pacers received Pascal Siakam, of course, and second-round pick from the Pelicans. And then... Oh, I didn't realize Pelicans were... But they just received cap relief. And then the Raptors received Bruce Brown Jr., Jordan Nawara, Kira Lewis Jr., three first-round picks. The 2024 pick is from, says from Jazz Rockets Clippers or Thunder via Pacers. So kind of a complicated. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I fully understand if that picks the highest of those or the lowest. Yeah. I think it's the lowest. 
Yeah, the the whole pick protection thing makes these all really complicated. Mm. But what would you give the start with the Pacers? What would you give the Pacers picking up Pascal Siakam? I'm giving the Pacers an A. This is kind of a similar trade to what I'd hope to see the Jazz do, where we can get like another star, because Tyrese has shown that. Like, he's probably going to be an all-star starter this year. Yeah. One of the best point guards in the league, and he's still really young. So they, they need to start contending. Pascal Siakam is still an all-star caliber player. I don't know if he's going to make it this year. But I think he elevates their team and fits really well in with their pieces, offense especially. And so I, I think it's a great trade. I, they don't know if he's going to re-sign, of course, but I think he will as if they start winning and and see the success so yeah yeah I, i'd say a i think you? this is like a this is a win now type of trade which yeah. is exactly the position they're in they get a little better defensively pascal um so i would give them a i'd probably give them an a minus i think they i would have gone for a different piece but i do like pascal a lot for them so that's why i didn't give it What about the Raptors? Raptors, it's for the same reason I'm going to give them a B. Yeah. They could have got more before because this is only one guaranteed year of Pascal where last year would have been two. And um, I just don't know why they didn't trade him earlier. I think yeah. there was some like beef between him and the the GM. Mm-hmm. I, I'm spacing his name right now. Nasai Ujiri. Yeah, Ujiri, yeah. I think there's just some beef between them that I don't know how much it actually was, but saying that like last year they wish that the team played more as a team. Yeah. And there was guys that were unselfish. And I think I think Masai just didn't really see Pascal as like a future piece. And that's yeah. kind of probably what he was saying. And so at least they, they did get a pretty good um, Hall in return with three first round picks. Yeah. And Bruce Brown is a great player. Play on pretty much any team. So. Absolutely. Yeah, what did you say for the uh I'd probably say B plus for this trade too. Um I did hear a rumor it was the same rumor about the Kings with Pascal. Um that Pascal was also being really difficult saying he wouldn't re sign with the Kings. Yeah, Another rumor that. that he didn't want to play for the Warriors did the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, he made this trade really difficult, but the Raptors made it work. I do like Bruce Brown. I'm not really sure about those other two pieces. The two picks this year I don't think are going to be, like, if, if they're lucky, they'll get high lottery picks. That 2026 pick that could be nice. So I, it wasn't my favorite trade for them, but I do think it's nice for them to get off his contract. And It was a trade that needed to happen. Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know what the other packages were for the Kings or for the Warriors, but maybe yeah. this was their third choice. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I could see that, but it was still good to get those picks. Yeah, the Raptors have been busy this week. So I would guess they're probably done trading for now, I think. Right. I don't yeah, even probably. know what other pieces they would send, so maybe Dennis Schroeder, I don't know. Done. Well, let's get into just quickly local sports before we before we close out. Yeah. Um. How about the BYU Cougars basketball? They won two games. Oh man. Yeah, we were a little nervous last week. Uh-huh. Uh, 
lost our first two Big 12 games in the same fashion, but we won uh, against UCF, and then we we kind of killed Iowa we, State. Oh, yeah, we won by like 20. And so the Cougs are back. We're playing Texas Tech tonight. You probably have already watched it if you're listening to this. Yeah, we're recording on Saturday just before the game's about to tip off. We'll so see how it goes. Get a win. Yeah. The Utes are playing really well. They killed Oregon State the other day. Mm. I think they beat them by like 40 or something. They're rolling. Utah State finally lost a game. They won 15 in a row. Sheesh. Um, but, yeah, it's a good, good time in Utah, Utah basketball, college basketball. Yeah, it's exciting now that conference play is happening. There's a lot of great games, Yeah, a lot of big upsets, and so it's exciting to see. I'm excited excited to see where, where these teams end up in the bracket. Yes, as a BYU fan, I'll be so excited to have BYU in my – Final four of my bracket <laughs> and having Utah losing in the first round, of course. But uh, we love, of course. I mean, we love some good rivalry. <laughs> you gotta put, you gotta put your bias right there. Yes, in the it's bracket, gotta be of on course. Your bracket. Amazing. Well, um, thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of podcast. Um, thank you for supporting us in this. It's been exciting to see now that the Jazz are starting to win. Um, we hope that we're able to help you to get excited about that. Yeah, we we love your support. We're grateful for you spending your time listening. We know there's other things you could be doing at this time, but uh, it, it's really awesome for us to know that you you are listening. So we hope that you'll share it with a friend, that you'll leave your comments on our Instagram. We love hearing your thoughts as well. Hope that you stay safe out there. Yep. We'll see you all next Saturday and take care. <laughs>